Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. What is a brown dwarf and how do they form? So Stella, thank you for this great question. Let's jump into it. First of all, there's a lot of dwarves in space science. You'll hear about white dwarfs, black dwarfs, brown dwarfs, yellow dwarfs, dwarf stars, dwarf galaxies, dwarf planets, all these dwarfs, right? The word dwarf in this context just means something that is small. So what's a brown dwarf? Well, a brown dwarf is smaller than a typical star, but it's something that is more massive than a planet. So it has some qualities, some of its characteristics or traits are star-like, and some of them are planet-like. It's kind of an in-between where it's not quite a planet and it's not quite a star. Now, a word that we're going to use a lot here is mass. So mass refers to how much stuff something is made from. And when we're talking about things in space, we're usually talking about a lot of mass, so much that if we were to talk about it in kilograms, the numbers would just be too big to keep track of. So we're going to compare the masses of things in space to more familiar objects. So if we're thinking about small planets, small rocky planets, we'll compare its mass to Earth's. So we might say that there's a super Earth that has two Earth masses or three Earth masses, or maybe there's a planet that has half an Earth mass. For larger planets, we compare them to Jupiter. So we talk about how many Jupiter masses something has. If it has two Jupiter masses, it has twice as much stuff in it as Jupiter. And then when we get into the really big scale and we're talking about things like stars and black holes, we'll compare it to the mass of the sun and say one solar mass for the sun. Or for black holes, sometimes they have millions of solar masses. So for brown dwarfs, we're going to be comparing them to Jupiter's. And the amount of mass something has is really important because that's what tells us whether it can be a star or not. So what makes something a star is that it has so much mass that the center of it, the core of it starts to heat up. It gets really, really hot because there's all of that gravity and that gravity makes that material heavier and heavier and heavier and it's squeezing down, it's pulling down in every single direction, right? Stars are ball shaped. And so from every single direction, it is squeezing in. As it squeezes in, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And at the center of a star, it gets so, so hot that atoms, are smashed together and forced to fuse. So atoms are the building blocks of stuff. It's what the stuff all around us is made from. If you look at your hand, if you look at the car, you look at your cat, the air, clouds, all of that stuff is made from atoms, from these little teeny tiny pieces. So what stars are mostly doing the older ones can start to do some heavier elements, but they're mostly taking hydrogen and they're smashing that hydrogen together and they're making it into helium. 
And that process gives off a lot of heat and a lot of energy. And if it's doing that, we call it a star. So a main sequence or an adult or grown-up star like the sun is taking hydrogen and turning it into helium. Now, brown dwarfs, they're really, really massive and they get really hot at their cores, but they don't have quite enough mass that they can do that process where they take hydrogen and turn it into helium. To do that, the star needs to be about 10 million degrees or more at its core. But brown dwarfs, they'll only get to about a million or a few million at their core. And I know, only a million degrees. <laughs> it's We have to remember the context here, right? So that's a lot for a human, but that's not very much for a star. So brown dwarfs, they're smaller, they're less massive, they just don't get as hot. Now, what makes it not a planet, though? Well, they do get hot enough at their core that they can do a little bit of fusion. They can take a very special kind of hydrogen called a deuterium. So it's a version of hydrogen. It's not the normal kind, but it's an isotope where it's got a, a neutron. And it can do a little bit of fusion with that deuterium. And that doesn't need to be quite as hot. That's the isotope that we usually use down here on Earth, too, when we're experimenting with fusion. That'd be a good topic. We should talk about that in the future, about how humans are trying to figure out how to do what stars do, but here on Earth. So there isn't as much deuterium as there is normal hydrogen, though. So there's just not as much material for that brown dwarf to fuse. So it fuses a little bit, but not enough to keep going and being a star. So it does give off some heat and it does give off some light, but the kind of light it gives off is called infrared. So that's a color that our eyes don't see. And things that are cooler give off infrared. In fact, you and I, we give off infrared. If you've ever seen one of those heat pictures where you see the, that the person is glowing, you can tell where they are, and you look at like their hand and their hand is hot, but then the cup that they're holding is cold, right? That's infrared. So brown dwarfs give that off, which means Finding them is a little bit tricky because we can't find them with our normal telescopes. We have to have special telescopes that can see in infrared to be able to see them. So a brown dwarf is not a planet. It's too massive. It's got more than 13 Jupiter masses. So Jupiter is not massive enough to become a brown dwarf. It would have to be 13 times its mass. And all the way up to somewhere between 70 to 80 Jupiter masses, all of that whole range, we can have brown dwarfs. Anything above that, and it turns into what we call a red dwarf. Now, a red dwarf is actually a star, but it's a very small, very cool star. And if it lost a little bit of a mass, then it would stop being a star and it would turn into a brown dwarf instead. Some people call brown dwarfs failed stars. I don't really like that term, though. I think that's a little bit mean. They just aren't stars. They're just not quite massive enough. So Stella, you also wanted to know, well, how are they formed? Well, brown dwarfs are something that we haven't known about for very long. So we're really just starting to learn about them. But there are two ways that we think that they can form, and maybe there are more. The first and probably most common way is that it would form just the same way that a star does. There's a big cloud of gas and dust that we call a nebula, and gravity starts to clump it together. 
and we get areas where there's lots of stuff that comes together. And in a lot of cases, that becomes a star. But if there wasn't quite enough mass, then it would become a brown dwarf. And if there was even less, it might just become a gas giant like Jupiter. And that would be one of our rogue planets that didn't have a star of its own. But these brown dwarfs, there's probably lots of them that form in stellar nurseries where stars are forming, but they just happen to be in an area that has a little bit less stuff, so they never get big enough to be a star. Some of them, though, may have their own planets. They, many of them are part of binary systems where they're orbiting around another star or they're orbiting around another brown dwarf or, or systems where there's even more, where there's three, four, five of them. Now, here's the other way that we think brown dwarfs might be able to form. Remember that I said that there are red dwarfs, right? And red dwarfs, they have greater than 80 Jupiter masses. Somewhere around there, we're not quite sure exactly where that dividing line is, but it's somewhere around 80 Jupiter masses, right? Now, if that red dwarf lost some of its mass, it wouldn't be able to get hot enough at its core for fusion to happen, right? So it would stop being a star and become a brown dwarf. But how in the universe would a star lose mass? Well, one way is if it was part of a binary system. So if there was another star or object nearby it, maybe there was something like a white dwarf or a black hole that had really, really strong gravity and it was accreting, it was taking, you could say stealing if you wanted, it was stealing some of that material, pulling it off of the star. And as the star loses mass, loses mass, loses mass, becomes a brown dwarf. So there are lots of brown dwarfs. As we start to explore the sky, looking with infrared telescopes, we're starting to find them all over the place. And there's probably many more brown dwarfs than there are stars in our galaxy. And of course, that's just our galaxy alone. So hopefully we will be learning more about them. Maybe we'll even start finding planets orbiting around them. Stella, thanks for such a great question. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast, learning about space and STEM together, science. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about, please have your folks send it to the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.